welcome to the Cheer Up Podcast. I am your host, Kara R. Hunt, and with me is the very talented Sherry Swalwell. How are you today, Sherry? I am fantastic. And Well, first off, I can't believe that it's already the middle of October, but it is almost my favorite holiday. And I have to say, I did not realize that this is a Midwest Michigan holiday. I thought it was like a everybody holiday. But I love Sweetest Day. Sweetest Day is probably by far one of my favorite holidays besides Christmas. Christmas and Easter are right up there before Sweetest Day. But I just I love Sweetest Day more than Valentine's Day, probably because it's in my favorite season, which is fall versus winter-ish. And I don't know, there's just something about it that just makes it that much more special to me. Do you guys celebrate Sweetest Day, or is that just seriously a Michigan thing? I have heard of it, but... Uh, no, we've never observed it. I honestly couldn't even tell you what day it's on. Well, I, you know, I don't know the day itself either, necessarily. I'll have to look that up myself. But you and your husband should celebrate it, Kara. It is like one of the most fun days. When we were younger, or when our kids were younger, I should say, um, it is, oh, actually, it's Saturday, October 21st. So it is, it's this Saturday coming up. I knew it was coming up soon, um, but it we uh, with our when our kids were younger, in order to make it fun for everybody, we would always on Swedish Day only have dessert for dinner. So whether Aww. that meant um, banana splits, whether that meant brownies, it didn't really matter. But um, we would only have dessert for dinner, and our kids still remember that, and they still ask us to this day. So are we having just dessert tonight, or do we get more food? So um, I think you and your husband should start celebrating it. It's, I mean, why not? Like, we're on an adventure. We're living life. Life is good. Why not enjoy it, right? Add one oh, more. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And actually, <laughs> to, to, to be honest, I think we ought to have uh, an unofficial Swedish date one day at least a month. Okay? I'm for every For every couple, yeah. <laughs> Let's just say um, the first Saturday or last Friday of every month, you know, um, should be a couple sweetest day. Like that's the day you set aside, you know, um, you don't work overtime, you don't take on extra shifts, you don't take on extra projects, and it's just something that you do. Money doesn't have to be involved because, like Sherry said, you could just decide to have pancakes for dinner that day. And just focus Absolutely. on your loved ones. Absolutely. Yeah, and just focus on your loved ones. So, yeah, I think definitely. I kind of like that. <laughs> so. You know, now you've got me thinking, I think in addition to that, we need to do a series all about minimizing and how to have fun without spending a lot of money. Because we have, I mean, the the economy, we're not even going to go into that because that's a whole other episode. But the economy is definitely challenging lately. Yes. So mm-hmm. why do I think we should have a series? It, listeners out there, if you guys want us to do a series about how to have fun on a limited budget, I think we should do one. I think because, you know, it's all about the mindset and it's all about your heart and you can make it as fun as you want to. So just like you said, once a month for see this day, 
celebrating it. You don't have to spend a lot of money. We're not, and maybe that's why I love it better than Valentine's Day because Valentine's Day comes with so much pressure. But which we never mm-hmm. really do that in our family anyway. I'm not the type that wants a dozen roses and to go out to dinner. Mm-hmm. We usually just do stuff um, at home, nice and casual anyway. But I think I think that would be really fun. Yeah, I do. And, you know, it could be a day where you just send your loved one cute little romantic texts all throughout the day. Those are so much fun. That, That costs nothing, but man, does it fill me up. Right? It's just like you could just be texting back and forth. No one knows what you got, but all of a sudden you're smiling, right? And your coworkers and everybody's like, are you okay? Yep, I completely agree, Kara. I think that that is definitely something that we need to do. So speaking about that, today we are still talking about the Sabbath. We are talking, that is what our series is this month. And um, today we are going to be talking about the hindrances that come with the Sabbath. So what kinds of things do are obstacles that come in the way? We have um, talked many times in the past about how Satan is, um, anytime you're doing something for God, anytime that you are um, advancing the kingdom or just sharing God's love with other people, um, the enemy is going to have a temper tantrum because he is not happy with um, you making a statement or um, just bringing to light things that God wants brought to light and not stayed hidden. So yes. <clears throat> Uh-huh. There are going to be instances where um, Satan is going. So, if you're doing something good for God, if you are observing the Sabbath, which is a command that He gives to us, um, if you're tithing, if you're um, turning the other cheek, if you're forgiving, any of those things that you're doing, Satan is going to have a temper tantrum because he's not. He's want to. He's going to want to distract you. He's going to want to make you think that his way is better. He's going to make you, or he's going to bring instances, choices, where you can either choose to continue to obey God or you can choose to do it his way. And so that's kind of what we're talking about today. So do you have, um, are there different hindrances that you have found in your life, Kara, or different hindrances that you just know of in general? that um, people have shared with you that have made it so that um, observing the Sabbath is kind of a challenge? Yes. You know, um, family can be one. Um, and uh, just to unpack that one uh, a little bit is you you may be all for um, wanting to relax and connect with God um, on your on your Sabbath. But, for instance, your spouse may be, let's go swimming. You know what I'm saying? So, or how can you take today off? Like, don't we need the money? Um, don't you, aren't you trying to get that promotion? Um, don't you want your business to succeed? You know, uh, things like that. Uh, kids, right? And they're, oh, mom, I need you to um, go here and go there because I need this and I need that. So family can um, definitely be one that can be very hard to be able to, um, if, if they're not all on board, family can be uh, very much of a hindrance. 
you know. Um, but in reality, though, a lot of us already have boundaries around things, around the time block around things that we like. And I'm probably getting ready to out a family member here because if they ever hear this podcast, they're going to know exactly who I'm talking about, <laughs> you know, that I'm talking about them. But I had an older family member one time. Um, and at this time, I, I, it may have changed now. But if I ever called her around between four and five o'clock <laughs> on a weekday, uh, if she answered, it was a very quick answer, and it would be, you know better than to call me when Young and the Restless is on, okay? So it's like she had already set a boundary for that one hour, for instance, because that was like her favorite soap opera, soap drama, um, or whatnot. And I think a lot of times we already set those up, but then when it comes to um, setting that time aside for us to just reconnect with God, um, to just listen to him and to seek his face and to let him talk to us, clear out all this, all the, all, all the other stuff so that he could talk to us. We don't, some, we, we, we're hesitant, you know, but that is the greatest benefit, you know, of all. And again, I think another one is, you know, a schedule. Like I said, you know, if you work on Sunday, um, a lot of people think they can't, um, thoroughly, or truthfully observe the Sabbath if it's not like on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, depending on where you are. But again, it's a heart issue. It's that day that you set aside to say, this is the day that I just want to focus on the Lord. I want to really get into my Bible study, whichever one you're doing. I really just want to talk to the Lord, just pray with the Lord, just um, clear my mind, not focus on those other things. Um, another is um, financial, um, because you could just be, you can say, wow, I really cannot afford to take this day off. But Sherry, like you mentioned in previous podcasts, it's about trust, that God will provide all of your needs. You know, um, again, he is, a reward. the scriptures talks about how he is a rewarder of those who seek him. And a lot of times we just have to say, you know what, I'm going to do it anyway. Um Another one is is guilt because um, you could just sit back and you could you feel guilty because you're not doing anything. And culture has told us that you can't just sit back and relax and just focus on God. There's things to do. Chop chop. You know, you need to cross every T and you need to dot every I, and you don't have time to waste. And um, my answer to that is say not today to the enemy. You know, it's like, nope, guess what? I am going to focus on me, uh, excuse me, my relationship with the Lord. Let him talk to me. I talk to him and all of that other stuff is going to align because it's just the way it works. Um, that is just the way it's going to, it's just the way it's going to work. And I am not going to do that. And I also think we need to, in quotation marks, fight for our time. Just like we don't want anybody bothering us before we have our coffee in the morning um, or something like that, we need to say, hey, you know, I this is the day that I am setting apart and um, please respect that. And if there's anything else that you feel like you may need me to do on that day, can you tell me now so that I can work, I can plan my schedule around it. But 
not only does it will doing that benefit you, it will benefit your spouse, your children, your employer, your employees, your business, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and like we discussed financially, it it all will be a blessing because you're no longer just just striving, striving, striving um, to get all of those things that are, you know, on your little shoulder, just constantly saying you have to do, you have to do, you have to do. Um, instead, you'll be thriving because you're doing and you're following God's lead in it instead of trying to do it your way, which, by the way, you may have to end up redoing anyway because God probably was like, did you ask me? before you did that, you know, uh, and everything else. And so a lot of times it's just best to just sit back, take that time, um, and just reflect and ask for guidance and wisdom. Did any of that make sense, Sherry? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, originally when I thought about hindrances and so forth, I would think about family and I thought about bosses and I thought about... Yes. um, Mm -hmm. And, in fact, one... I am a people pleaser and I am a recovering people pleaser because I am trying to not be a people pleaser. God has been working with me on boundaries. He's been working with me on so many different things. And the thing is, is that when you, when you truly care about somebody, whether it's your boss, whether it's your family, whether it's your children, you want to help them and you want to not make them upset with you. But I have had to, have the stance sometimes of, you know what, if I end up getting fired because I'm putting up a boundary to keep my Sabbath holy, then Mm -hmm. God's going to take care of me because I'm not doing Mm -hmm. anything wrong. I'm not, I'm not sinning. I'm not committing um, a crime. I'm not doing something that would normally not require, I'm trying to think of the right word, that would normally warrant getting fired. I am mm-hmm. upholding what God wants me to uphold. So I have the assurance and I have the trust that if it were to come to that, if I were to get fired, God's got a better job for me. God's got a different avenue for me and he's got one that that is um that will be more rewarding in the end. So tuck that in the back of your head for all of those people pleasers like me. But um other people um, I mean, but the other issue that you kind of touched on that I didn't even really think about is the self-sabotage. We sabotage ourselves so often um, because, like you said, for so many different reasons. And then in addition to all of that, um, this might sound contradictory to what we just talked about, but bear with me because it all kind of flows together. And that is, we're not supposed to observe the Sabbath legalistically. So in other words, God or Jesus used to get so irritated with the Pharisees because they wouldn't let, well, they, they stated that on the Sabbath you weren't supposed to do any work. So that included if, you know, somebody was hurt or something, you weren't allowed to heal. You weren't allowed to pick um, the, the grain on the side of the road when you were hungry and you were walking by. All those different things, like that all, it stems back to what we were talking about, that it's a position of the heart. So say, for instance, modern day issues, um, you take care of your parents, um, not on a regular basis, like you don't, they don't live with you, but 
in our instance, or in our case, my in-laws was next door to us. And for some reason, it seemed like every, not every, but it seemed like most of the time that there were issues or emergencies, it would be Saturday night, early Sunday morning. I mean, there was no way that we were not going to help them, even though it was on a Sunday. And, and I don't mean it, like that sounds so cold and harsh, and I don't mean it that way. But I just mean we need to be non-legalistic about it. If you're, my pastor describes the Sabbath and Sabbath activities as something that you don't normally do to make a paycheck. So if you want to paint, like say you're, you're painting the outside of your house and you want mm-hmm, to paint mm-hmm, Sunday because mm-hmm. you love it, go for it. Like it's not, as long as you're not a professional painter and you're getting paid for it, even if you're going over to somebody's house and helping them paint, on a Sunday. Or helping them move. Yeah. Yeah. Or helping them move. Mm -hmm. If that is something that fills you up and something that you want to do, then go for it. If you, if your parents need help, if your kids need help, if somebody's stranded on the side of the road, one of your relatives, by all means, go and help them. Like that's the, that's, that's the essence of being a Christ follower. So, um, so I guess one of our kids, um, when they were, younger would procrastinate and they would not do what they were supposed to do their chores during the week. And then they would wait. And when we told them that they had to do it on Sunday before they were allowed to do anything else, we would get the, but this is the Sabbath. We're not supposed to work on the Sabbath. Sabbath (laughs) Earlier this week when you refused to do your work. So you Mm -hmm. already had your Sabbath, get busy. So, you know, the whole point is not to um, not to make it legalistic, but to keep it a heart issue. What helps you focus the most on God? What helps you focus on growing closer to him and filling up your batteries and filling up in those four areas that we talked about? And sometimes, Kara, sometimes the filling up is by doing things for others, whether it's... Absolutely. Whether it's visiting your your shut-in relative, whether it's whatever, sometimes filling up and focusing on God is giving to others. Sometimes that's the greatest blessing. So don't underestimate and don't pigeonhole what a Sabbath activity can look like. Because if God puts it in your heart and you feel peace about it, then more mm-hmm. and it's nothing that's illegal, immoral, or unbiblical then more than likely God's saying, go for it, do it. Absolutely. And like you mentioned, if you want to paint your house or something like that, God can be talking to you every with each and every stroke. And if that's the way you relax and you can still hear God, go for it. Some people are like that with house cleaning. Um, they put on praise music or whatnot or worship music and they start cleaning their house and um, because doing something routine like that that doesn't require a lot of thought, can leave your mind open and your spirit open to hear things, right? And that's basically what it is. It's just doing whatever helps clear your mind. But, Sherry, I did want to add something um, uh, to this before we wrapped up. At first, if, if any of my listeners, if any of our listeners heard Fourth uh, of July music or fireworks, I apologize. That was just my uh, our monitoring system letting me know that someone was in the shed. It's all good. There's no intruder. Uh, it was my husband, and I think I fixed that now. So just ignore that. Um, but 
Regarding uh, one more thing, um, I think it's very important to add to add as we talk about um, things that can be hindrances or and or not pigeon putting yourself in a pigeonhole um, and things is that I think a lot of people when they come to sat when it comes to the Sabbath um, will also say, "Well, isn't that the same as meditation?" and I, I want to say uh, equivocally, no. Meditation and observing the Sabbath are not the same thing. And, of course, it de- depends on what type of med- meditation you're doing, but it is not the same thing as observing the Sabbath. And the Sabbath is strictly observing a biblical mandate, a Ten command, uh, a commandment to do as the Lord describes, you know, in the scriptures, and the Lord should be your focus, no one or nobody and or nothing else. And because um, I know a lot of people say, oh, well, I meditate in the morning, and that's fine. Well, no, no, not necessarily. Um, because, again, depending on the source of your meditation, that's something completely different. And meditating is, med- is mediate, meditating on one particular thing or topic or, like, erasing your mind, but then filling it, filling it with a whole bunch of other stuff that's ungodly most of the time. I'm not saying all of the time. I'm saying most of the time. That is not the same as observing the Sabbath. The Sabbath is something that you're going to set apart, consecrate pretty much, make it a holy time between you uh, and the Lord. Um, Have you had uh, experience with meditation, Sherry, or known people who have and maybe have confused it with like um, observing the Sabbath or or resting or, or something like that? Uh, I've had people that have talked about like doing daily meditation. I don't necessarily talk to them about it more simply because um, it's not something that I agree with or believe in or practice myself. Um, Not that I'm opposed to having a conversation with anybody, but I don't have, um, I don't have a lot of, of experience with that, but I completely want to, wholeheartedly 100% agree with you. I'm so glad that you brought that up because it is so very, very different. It's, it's, and it could be deceptive. Mm -hmm. Right. And observing the Sabbath is intentional and purposeful and focused. Mm -hmm. It's not, um, it's not freeing your mind from, from every thought. It's purposefully focusing your mind on God and allowing him just being quiet, not, not and emptying your mind of everything, but just being quiet, not having those outside influences and outside noises, distractions getting in the way. That's that's the difference. It's and it's a huge one. You're right. Right. Um, and right. I think you just put that perfectly. Yes, it's not um, emptying your mind because then when you do that, anything can fill it. Exactly, and that's that's not. And you have to be careful. Good. Yeah. 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 Uh, so you have to be careful. So um, pass on the meditation and focus on the Sabbath. So, okay, I'm done. Well, I think that that is a great place to end today. Next week, we I can't believe it, but we're already at the last, um, the last episode of this series. So next week, we're going to talk about how to find our pace with the Sabbath, because 
like any good thing in life, any good habit that we get into, any good discipline that we get into, yes. it works mm-hmm. so much better if you prepare ahead of time. It, oh, yes. As you say, it goes so much easier if you prepare ahead of time. So we're going to talk next week about one of the easy ways that you can prepare ahead of time so that when you go to observe the Sabbath, it goes smoother for you, it's more relaxing, and it's not, um, there's no pressure to it and no, um, yeah, it, it just flows so much better. So we're going to talk about that because we want more than anything else to give you the tools that we can to um, encourage you and to make your life um, as a Christ follower that much easier. So having said that, if you need encouragement, if you need prayer, head on over to the cheeruppodcast at gmail.com. Send us, drop us an email, let us know, and we'll be happy to um, pray with you, encourage you, talk to you, get to know you, all of the above. Um, join our community Facebook group at Cheer Up Podcast. Um, head over to Kara's website, karaarhunt.com, or head over to sherryswalwell.com. Um, like I said, January, we have some awesome things happening. Um, not talking about them yet, but uh, I can't wait till you guys join us um, so that you can hear more about Kara's um, Habakkuk series. And if you do want to learn how to grow your relationship, or maybe not even learn how to grow your relationship, but you just want accountability to grow your relationship with God, um, Jesus in the Everyday Monthly Membership was created for people like that people with that goal in mind. It's just a way to help you jumpstart your relationship with God, grow it in your own pace, um, talk about different topics, kind of like we do here on the podcast, and just kind of help start those conversations with God and then let him take it where he wants to take it and you take it where you want to take it. So if you're interested in the monthly membership, head over to SherrySwalwell.com and it's called Jesus in the Everyday. You'll see the tab. Um, click on it and learn more about it that way. We are so glad that you're here. I'm really kind of sad that we're almost done talking about the Sabbath, but as always, we just like to give you enough so that you can then go on your own and um, hear what God wants you to say. And I mean, hear what God wants to tell you and um, continue the conversation with him afterwards. So come back next week. We're going to talk about um, finding your pace and give you some tips and tools to um, help make your Sabbath experience the best that it can be. Have a great rest of your day, and we will talk to you next week.